This week's episode is brought to you by HumanGo, Super League Triathlon's official AI coaching partner. HumanGo is a unique training platform that will improve athletic motivation and performance because it understands how we train and why we train. Hugo, their AI assistant, understands your goals and changing commitments to continuously build an adaptive training plan with regular guidance for athletes of all levels. Hello and welcome to the season wrap edition of the Short Shoot Show. That doesn't mean there isn't going to be more. It's just that there's other triathlon to talk about. We have Rap Super League Triathlon. Uh, Will McCloy here alongside a full complement today. We've got Chris McCormack, who is back. Uh, he's back in Australia. He's got the Bahrain hat on because he is the team winner. We've got Tim Don, as always. Annie Emerson has just finished up her shift at the call centre. She has her new microphone on. She looks great as well. <laughs> if you're listening to this, make sure you go and watch it on YouTube because then you can see Annie's just finished uh, her time working for um, your local tel- telco. And, uh, of course, from Abu Dhabi, uh, with three weeks of acclimatisation ahead of him, is the Super League Triathlon Championship winner for the men's. Hayden Wild is here as well. How is everyone? Hayden, we'll start with you, mate. How are you going? Um, you're a lot richer now than you were before, so that's good. And you've got a big, <laughs> fat trophy in your back pocket. You must be feeling pretty good. Yeah, no, it was a uh, it was a good season, but it was it was nice to it was nice to finish it off. It was um, it was a pretty long eight weeks. So um, you know, of intense racing uh, across the globe, five different locations. So uh, I think every athlete was uh, was pretty was pretty stoked to finish up, finish up. But also, I think everyone was like. Uh, you know, quite excited of where the series took us and, and um, you know, individual performances. And I think you could just see how much Super League took out of people uh, heading into Bermuda. There was some top-class athletes that just, just weren't in the race there that should definitely always be in the race. So um, that was it was interesting. So we take them, then we break them, then we hand them back. And we're like, we don't want these, <laughs> much. We don't want these ones anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but we can hand I them back stronger and richer. That's right. <laughs> can I just... I just need to say something there. I, the, the, the cheaters, actually, I, oh, here we go. did brilliantly in they Bermuda. Did, they did. Because, You're right. Miriam because we did had really well. And, yeah. Miriam and Verena really, I think, capitalised on the work, the fitness that they gained. And I think they probably both got their best performances ever in the WTS, finishing in seventh and eighth. So they, they came from behind. But they had outstanding runs. They really did. And they rode really well. I can say that I did pick Vincent Louis in the draft. He just didn't happen to race a series and went on to win in Bermuda. So didn't stop me from playing. And your point is, Macca. <laughs> yeah, but Annie, yeah, Annie do, don't you think then? Don't you think your cheaters left it um, that they maybe you know they saved a little bit? They weren't going full gas for you. You weren't getting, no, you weren't I, getting it all out of them. They needed another race. They needed another race. That's what it was. They weren't done. Hey, do you want another race? Do you want to make yeah. the SLT another race longer? <laughs> Maybe they, didn't, they weren't inspired yeah. by their manager and they just didn't want to give it for you. They would have done it for Tim, 100%. Um, it's been a while since I heard Buchek, Buchek was in Bermuda, wasn't he? Was he there cheering them Managing up? them. <laughs> no, he probably was, God, actually. He probably yeah, wasn't. He doesn't have a job, so it's not as if he had a job to go to. Um, been Super a while since Neon. That's right. Uh, I want to get everyone's thoughts on the on the event. Neon, obviously, been a controversial one in some ways. It's something new for triathlon. Um, but now most of us, Maka wasn't there, but the rest of us have had a, a personal one-on-one experience with Saudi Arabia. So, uh, Tim, I guess I'll start with you. Was it anything like you expected it to be, uh, not only the race itself and the race venue, but also the country at large? Yeah, I mean, I knew there was going to be a lot of sand, and that there definitely was. Um, but yeah, no, you can see it's moving at a thousand miles a minute. You know, the construction that's going on there. The, you know, when we go into the compound where the swimming pool and the gym was, you could just see the the energy from everyone that's working there of you know what they believe in, what neon could be. And then when we got to the race venue, I must admit I was going to be like, so what is this going to be like? And you got there, and it literally was like an oasis on the Red Sea. Um, you know, I felt like I was going back in the hay- back in my heyday, going into an Olympic um, Olympic venue. You know, there was, you know, it really was. They set it up. The course, you know, um, Robert and everyone else just did such a great job with the course, and yeah, the energy was there. And um, yeah, I, I think um, yeah, I, I was really, su- I was really su- not surprised, but yeah, it was everything I hoped it would be and more. I mean, the athlete village was just just sensational. It really, really was. They looked after the athletes and treated them. You know how you know world class top professionals should be. 
Yeah, I, I went into the portaloos and I was like, is this marble? Is this portaloo made of marble? Why does this portaloo smell I'm sure so good? That's the only thing you were talking about. You're like, oh, Hayden, you've got to check out the portaloos. They actually smell decent. <laughs> I was just, just going to trap you with that. I was like, oh, come into this cubicle. It's awesome. Um, it just reminds like when you, when you compare it to the Malibu portaloos, I think it was it was chalk and cheese, mate, i got to say. What about you, Hayden? It was, yeah, to, yeah. to come, obviously... You know, you're an ex-era guy. You would have been like, gravel, this is fantastic. But it did feel like we were racing on the surface of Mars. It was something different. And Super League looks to challenge people uh, in all different ways. That's why we have waves and no waves and hilly and twisty and flat and windy and everything. Uh, This certainly ticked a few of those boxes. Yeah, no, I think it was probably the toughest course um, that Super League has probably produced. Not like the, I guess... Like, you know, it wasn't hilly at all. So uh, the flat power was, you know, it was critical, but it was more so just like the the nature of the race, you know, the, the heavy, strong winds, which was consistently a side wind, uh, which made pretty much like everyone, if you're in the slipstream, you weren't getting too much of an advantage. Um, so you could really see the race like fragment quite significantly, um, especially in the first round. Uh, you know, I was kind of uh, making my way through the group, but I was still pushing some massive watts and I was in the middle of the group. Um, so it just goes to show that I think yeah, the ride was definitely the big big part of the race. And, um, you know, I guess the gravel as well was, was definitely an experience as well. But they made such a good atmosphere out of it. And um, I think a lot of athletes were quite uh, astounded of, you know, just how good it was um i think a lot of people were going there with a an open mind um of what would actually look like so um to kind of get there and and have a look it was um yeah what they did just in a, in a place of, of kind of just sand and yeah it was was awesome what did it look like on tv maca um uh, you watched it obviously and um you know it would have been a when you flick it on you, you, i guess you don't know what to expect but you know, they built it out of nothing and, and it was a really interesting uh, course and area. Look, I think, I think as Hayden said, I, you know, a lot of people have this perception of that, that region of the world. I, I remember going to Abu Dhabi where, where Hayden is now and it looked exactly the same as Neom in the 90s. There was nothing there. And I remember the same thing, racing around a circuit in Gantut, which is now almost downtown Abu Dhabi, and going to Polo Club there, and and the same thing. The the crosswinds were next level. Like I mean, the the sand coming on, and and that back then it was road races. But you know, I was I, I knew what we were expecting. I'd been there to to do the when we signed the deal with Neom, and and I, I thought it looked pretty good. I, the one realization when you contrasted Toulouse with the the big crowds, and then you went back to to Neom with their out crowds. I, I you, you do realize that crowds bring a lot to the event. Um, but I, I think from an athletic perspective, the Neom race you could definitely see was athletically a lot more difficult than the other courses and, and, and the athletes' faces showed that. Overall, I thought it was a great race, a great way to end the series. I don't know if the after party was fantastic, but um, but it's a great place to end the well series. Done. <laughs> I tell you what, my jokes don't – The they fall were good. Yeah, they fall a little flat, the jokes, when everyone's just having mocktails, I have to say, and it doesn't help me, <laughs> it doesn't help me at all. Um, there's a really interesting, and, and I'll, I want to dig into this a little bit more, Maka, with you, is because there's a really interesting article on SuperLeagueTriathlon.com from Michael Dolce, who's a CEO and your business partner, and he's and, and talking about the controversy about going to Neon, basically. And he says, in life, you have if you have different positions, you can acknowledge that and work to bring them closer to where you want to be, or you can drive a hard line and continue to isolate, which I don't think will ever improve the situation. We're pushing the boundaries to bring change, and I think that it's a much stronger and more constructive approach than isolating and opposing, and we see that Saudi and Neom are working with us to make that happen on every front. And I have to say, from my perspective, they I mean, we did a lot with the kids there. We went to school visits. We had kids shadowing. You know, it, it does make a tangible difference to be there, and, and what they're doing, you know, past being one thing, they're looking at, at the future and changing that, and I think that, you know, you've been in those discussions since early on, so... I mean, how do you respond to anyone who's going to take a pot shot from uh, from the outside? Oh, I'm constantly going to have it through Bahrain and obviously through through Saudi. You know, like, look, you know, this this part of the world is a difficult part of the world. It has been for many many years, but there's a, a, a large proportion of people that live there, and they do want change, and they are bringing massive change. And and it's very very easy to sit there in the comfort of your home in the United States or the UK or wherever you want to be and say, oh, you know. You, you guys are doing this and that, and you should be ashamed of yourself. But as you saw when you're in Neom, there's thousands of kids that want to be engaged in sport and do it. And you know, you're in Jeddah and you're seeing 
getting engaged in running and being active. They're, 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 there's huge communities of people that live there. You know, it's easy just to, to have a pot shot. I, I think sport going to this part of the world is fantastic. I know that's a controversial thing to say, but I can only speak highly of, of my time in the Middle East, and I've been going there since the mid-'90s. I've watched that entire part of the world grow up. I saw Dubai grow up. I've seen Bahrain grow up. I've, and now we're seeing Saudi grow up. And, and, and it comes with a lot of changes. And when anything moves and changes so quickly, it, it's very, very difficult. And, uh, but I, I, I'm glad that everybody got to see that. And I'm glad that the athletes got to see it because it's a beautiful culture, an absolutely incredible culture, an incredible part of the world with rich history. And, and you know, we all often just dispo- dismiss that with just uh, sports washing. Whatever you're doing, it's like, come on. And to 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 add to that, yeah, I kind of feel really, you know, passionately about it. You know what Michael said, like if you don't go, how are you helping? Right? I had breakfast with two Saudi women that were, you know, big played big parts in the organisation, and you know these keyboard warriors sitting at home going like, yeah, can't you know how could you have gone there and stuff like that? It meant so much to them, and to have women racing. You know, to have the women's field racing there, that wouldn't have even happened five years ago. So what are we doing by going there? We're showing, you know, we get, we're encouraging, we're motivating people times to move on. So, you know, yeah, I was, yeah, but, but I thought it was absolutely awesome. You know, the, the racing, the people, as you said, Maka, you know, are some of the, the most polite, loveliest people in the world. Yeah, shit goes on in, in that country a lot. So it does in many other countries around the world. That's one of the as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but how do we help the, you know, the people of that country if we just block it and we boycott it and we don't go? We say, no, we're not going. I mean, you know, what you guys did in Jeddah with the kids there, um, Will, was amazing. Just take a look at the photo. You've inspired another generation. You've inspired a generation of women to believe that it's going to be different this time around, that the next generation is going to be different to the one that went before them. So I'm proud of Super League and I'm proud to have been part of it and I don't mind saying it. And, you know, those keyboard warriors and some of the stuff that I read, it's like, guys, you weren't even there. You have no idea what we saw. They've never been there as they fill their car up with Saudi oil, Saudi yeah. fuel. Well, like... That's true. I think some of them have never left America. Anyway, <laughs> some of not them thinking of anyone in specifically. <laughs> no one specific. Uh, let's talk about the actual racing. Let's go back to the actual racing. Uh, let's start with the women. Georgia Taylor Brown uh, had not won a race in Super League in eleven attempts uh, before arriving at this season. She won three from five. It had an air of inevitability around it, even though Taylor Spivey brought it to her. You've got to Neom, and you thought. Georgia's to lose. And it was in the end, even your, your running mate, MG, managed to not give her the short shoot. And we were going bonkers in the commentary box, like, how did you not do this? And then she won by about three metres. And he was like, see, I'm the smartest man in the room. And to be fair, he had no he would idea. Never say that. No way. He would never say that. <laughs> but she was. And, she just, and you just saw that last shot at the end where Sophie Colwell, like I said in the, at, at the end, like she looked like she was about to lay an egg. She was trying so hard. And, um, and then Georgia just went past her with that graceful stare that she has. Uh, and she just did the job again. And, and maybe she'll do it again in a few weeks' time in Abu Dhabi. I don't know. But... She was great. Sophie Colwell got herself up onto the podium as well. And because she's British, Annie, I have to get your th- your thoughts first of all because you're going to have like, you can do your bias stuff and then we can talk about it properly. It's not about being biased, is it? Come on, like <laughs> no, you, if it's you not. watch Sophie Colwell that in that race, she delivered the most perfect race, the most perfect transitions, the most perfect exits from the water into the water. She just lacked that last little bit um, in the run. And, and Michael Tull said that he kind of always thought she was a good athlete. He hadn't realized just how good she'd become. And and I think she just looked amazing. And we all know that triathlon is so much more than just a swim, bike, run. You've got a nail. You know, we saw a lot of, and we have seen a lot of cock-ups over the series where people, when they're under serious pressure, but, you know, Sophie Colwell's uh, performance there was, you know, a 9.9 out of 10. It was just she she lacked that last bit, little bit. And Georgia Taylor-Brown, as we know, is probably the uh, the best athlete, best triathlete in the world right now. Um, we'll come on to Flora in a minute, but, you know, what she's delivering just time and time again, every race, even when she comes into a race a bit sick, even when she has a crash, somehow or another, she, managed to, she manages to recover from it. What do you think, Hados? Obviously, she joins you at the at the top of the standings. And, and what do you, what's your take on Georgia as an athlete? She's still got so much more to give. She just keeps getting better and better. 
Yeah, no, she was uh, an absolute class over the, the whole five series, even coming down in a crash and then kind of getting back up uh, into like top contingent in Malibu was was impressive, uh, was extremely impressive, to be honest. Um, yeah, she's just been so dominant this year. Um, and it was, you kind of just look at, you know, when the men come down and, and come watch the race, it's like even even I would kind of, if I was racing in the females category, like I'd have no clue how to beat her because she she's pretty much just like dominant over all three. Like she's got the swim, she could probably lead the swim if she wants to, but she's smart enough not to uh, and saving that energy. Just like you, um, just she like can you. Ride any... <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. I need it. I let I let Jamie have those points, baby. <laughs> and then, He's a kind um... fella. <laughs> And then, you know, she's as strong as an ox on the bike, um, you know, incredible flat power, but also extremely dominant on the hills. And then she just runs away with a with a beautiful stride. So, um, you know, it was really cool to also see, you know, Taylor Spivey uh, battle it up front and give her um, give her a run for her money too. You know, she was um, extremely impressive over the over the five uh, over the five races, and to see Sophie kind of get up as well, uh, that was really nice. And I have to say, like. Yeah, the Brits and Neon were definitely extremely dominant, um, especially the cheetahs side, I have to say, any. Um, you know, um, Don't Sophie say that. was just on the front the whole time. If you want to come back um, on the show, you can't, well, you, know? you can't do that. You can't do that if you want to come back. We've got to keep it down. <laughs> but yeah, to, look, to let's 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 no, touch was, on let's touch on Taylor. Watching. Um, because you know, I think she surprised herself. I think she was she she was a surprise packet for us in terms of the performances, but um, she she seemed surprised too, Tim, just to to um to keep doing the job and keep turning up. Got the win, obviously in Malibu, which meant a lot to her. And obviously, she, you know, it was a really good decision for you to trade her in at the start of the season. For none, <laughs> I knew that was going to come up. Let me knew it. Listen, you know what? I do not think she was surprised with herself. I think after that first race in London, she's such a confident young lady that she was like, this is where I belong. And she was racing to win. She wasn't racing. You know, you get those athletes, those generational athletes, and it's like, we can't beat them. Let's race for second. She was she was, she was, was doing everything possible. You know, she was making no mistakes. You know, similar to Hayden, you know, their consistency. I'm not saying the swim, bike, run, that, that, that's always there but just the small differences you know she was the only one that bought an ice vest to the final so she could wear it I think maybe others did but what I could saw you know she was turning up as a consummate professional and I think she yeah she was just backing herself so yeah the first race would have surprised her but then I think she would have gone back to her training group she trains with Miriam quite a lot and I think they're quite good friends and you could just see in between the races through all their posts there was definitely there was a movement there of you know we can maybe beat um, you know, George Taylor Brown. Someone's got to. Why not us? And uh, no, no. So I, 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 yeah, maybe she should have been an eagle. Mm, <laughs> finally, he admits it. Eight, eight and a half weeks later. Um, but Maka, you'd obviously be stoked with uh, with your performances from your Scorpion women. Obviously, with Georgia and Cassandra Bogran picking up probably like eighty percent of your points over the course of the season. You really picked that incredibly well. Congratulations to you. Oh yeah, and Kathy, Kathy of did well, yeah. and Emma. Um, and I think Emma Jeffcoat did extremely well. Yeah, Emma was one of our biggest scorers. I'm having lunch with Emma yeah. tomorrow, so I, I think the women, uh, the team did amazing, but they were definitely carried by by our women. They were remarkable, and obviously Georgia off the front. Cassandra was up and down after that crash in Munich, but she had that strong performance in London, lost that confidence. But to become a team player like she was, she took instructions well. She went after points when it was needed, and that takes a lot of character. As, a, as an athlete to do that. And that was what was great about the team competition. She was a big scorer of team points for us. She won the, she won the swimming jersey, the swimming points week in, week out for us every time she competed. She, she won all the running points along with. So I, I think, yeah, we were stoked to win. It was, but it was super tight, right? You know, it was yeah. ridiculously, mm-hmm. like we were on edge. Yeah, two points. Like we were on edge. You know, we wanted to win that thing. Like I definitely, it was definitely a focus at the start of the year, and we we thought we were short change when we lost Vincent, and we're like, oh man, like, and then we got stuck with Ryan Fisher. Oh come on, man! <laughs> I can't watch it. I love Fish. Fish, I love Fish. That is He brought a maturity to the team. He was the glue of that entire team. I agree. He was such a good teammate. 
Like, honestly, he, uh, that's what this team dynamic brings. But yeah. we got stuck with bloody Cam Worth. No, and that's what you're going to say. Oh, <laughs> that's, oh that's so hard. I love Cam. I, I've been texting with Cam, but I was like, when, when all, anywhere that we lost an athlete, we got into those, what are they called, bloody um, draft trade things. And yeah. We, yeah. You know, I wake up and I'm like, wildcards. I'm like, seriously? Like, I'd rather yeah, go. We, we, didn't need, we had three up. women in the final. Three women in the final. We only have, well, when you get Cam, and I mean it with the utmost respect, Cam, if you're listening. It's too late, mate. You get Cam in this four-course race. It's like, dude, we, we'll start with, we are starting with three. It's too late. You could have stepped up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I was messaging Cam and I was like, oh, rumor has it you're racing. He was like, yeah, mate, I hope you're not in my, I hope I'm not in your team because uh, you'll just be racing with three guys. <laughs> God bless him. But again, but again, I will say, and this is what was great about Super League and, and the whole team that Cam was an incredible teammate. And like an incredible, coming out of a team race and, and sitting down at the team meetings when we're in Malibu and, and just that, that dynamic he brought and that, that selflessness that he, he brought to the team was amazing. And, and just he stayed around for the race, supported the team, understood the, the, the points, in, engaged with the, with, the, with the management conversations with the team about <laughs> tactics and everything, what he believed should happen. He was a, he was a great teammate. So I'm only, and it goes to show the level that the athletes are racing at, that someone who can race in um, a Grand Tour, he can do race Paris-Roubaix, and he turns up to a race like that and, you know, you know, similar, you know, I'm not saying he's getting schooled, but he's not getting the quickest bike times. He's not just jumping up. You know, I think that the level now that we're seeing from the men and women in Super League is yeah. is really raising the bar across all sports. And Cam would definitely, sure, he'll probably come back and want to race with you guys again, but he'll be under no illusion, oh, I'm not just going to jump in, you know, here. And we saw, you know, as you said, it, there were dominant performances in um, Bermuda this weekend from Kathia Shah, top 20. You know, mm. that is that is 100% due to the how many transitions has she practiced over the last eight weeks? You know, how many times has she gone in that, that hurt locker? Munich, her shoe fell off and she rode with one foot on her pedal and she still never gave up. That is that is setting them up, these younger athletes, you know, to a, hopefully it's a really successful career. But yeah, I, yeah, I'm glad Cam was on your team. Well, I do. I do remember Cam Worth saying to me he, the first day he turned up in Malibu. He's like, "Now, um, can I run with my running shoes across the mount line?" And I was like, well, "Mate, don't worry. You're not going to get eliminated, probably." He's like, "No, no, to get the short shoot." And I went, "That's not going to be a problem." <laughs> I was like, oh, um, no. Man's been swimming. Man's been swimming. <laughs> yeah. He thought he was going to be biking hard enough to be able to pass the entire field on that course and take the short shoot. It didn't turn out that way for the big fella, but at least he was. Um, but and, and to be fair, like, and to be absolutely fair to Ryan Fisher, after he hadn't finished a race in four races, if he hadn't finished 11th, you guys wouldn't have won that money. You know, he, he put in for his very last race. Uh, he dug as deep as he possibly could. And he got you guys over the line, as did Tyler Mizelchuk, as did the rest of the men's side as well, who had been much maligned over the previous seven weeks, especially by MG. Maybe that's why Cassandra was doing what she was told, because she had MG like this far from her face every time she came into transition, yelling at her what to do next. And she's like, okay, okay, yes, whatever you say, the big fella. And fair enough. And I, and I guess... You know, it was funny how she didn't attack the bike anymore. You know, she had her troubles with the bike in Munich and she had it in Neom as well. And the other thing that the other person I want to point out is uh, where, where do we think Beth Potter fell at the end of all of this? Because she didn't do too badly. She was there or thereabouts, but maybe she didn't deliver the same way we thought she would. Is there anyone, like maybe it's Potter or maybe it's someone else who you thought maybe disappointed? Uh, and then equally, who do you reckon out of the rookies was the, the person that really stood up? Annie, I'll start with you. Um, I don't think Beth was, I mean, she she's so competitive, she's so driven, but at the same time, she sort of comes to uh, races, like really managing her expectations. And I think she, I think she was really glad to finish third um, in Neom. And when I interviewed her at the end of the race, I said, are you disappointed to fall, fall off the overall series? And she kind of said, no, whether that was truth or not, I don't know. I think she's still an athlete 
that is um, building her her experience. I mean, I think, yeah, she's been in triathlon a fair while now, but let's not forget, you know, she's not like some of these athletes that literally have been in it since, you know, day one. She started out as a runner, you know, and she's only been racing in triathlon, what, probably four, four or five years, Tim? Is no, it 2017, like she came over, I think. Yeah. 2016, yeah, so she went to the Olympics for track and field. That's a yeah, yeah exactly. Change. Yeah. So... So I think she's kind of okay with what she's doing. And we'll talk about Bermuda in a minute. But of course, she finished third there yesterday, which was an outstanding result. And her swim's getting more and more comfortable. She is an athlete that comes into races with a huge amount of anxiety. And I don't think she'd disagree with that. You know, she's always a bit worried that she's a bit sick or something's gone wrong or it's a bit cold or it's a bit hot. But I think as her confidence grows, she's just going to get better and better. I often put off work because of those same reasons. I'm like, no, can't do the podcast. It's too cold. You're a bit of a softie, though. I mean, come on. We know what you're like. <laughs> what about rookies? What about the rookie that stood up? Because I got a few nominations. All right. So in the women's, like Miriam Garcia, Verena Steinhauser, Jean Lahair, Kathy Shah. I mean, who 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 was the one you go, oh, she's Super League material from now on? Tim, what do you reckon? I mean, you've got to go Any for of the above. Kathy Shah. Yeah, I mean, you literally, but Kathy is so young. I mean, I, you know, well, you know, the other athletes are more experienced. They've almost found, um, you know, Miriam and um, the two cheaters have found like, a second wind in their yeah. career. Um, but yeah. definitely Kathy, I mean, she is so young and you can see that she's not, doesn't have that air and confidence about her, which she should now. I mean, you know, top 20 in the WTS, you know, being a, um, you know, an impact player in virtually every every Super League race there is. I would definitely say her. But then I love, I, I still it's, I still have this vision of La Hare on the beach running um, to get um, that that swim cream. Just the, how she attacked the races with like flair and Frenchness. She reminds me of the, some of the old French, Stéphane Poulet um, and um, Benjamin Sampson. She's just like, I mean it, I will race fast. And she just gives it 100%. So yeah, there's so many athletes that really stepped up and improved just like when she went to ed sheeran the night before the munich race she's, <laughs> yeah. she, she bought the ticket on the wrong day and then she was gonna go the night before she's like willa has your ticket now i have to go and then she went got home at like 1 a.m i was like how did you get home she's like i ran home i'm like oh, you ran home she said i ran home i could not get to cab so i just ran it was like six hours before and, and then she finished third yeah yeah. Oh, oh madness. What about you, Maka? Who's, who's your pick? Who's your pick? I'm with Tim. I, I, for me, it was Kathir the whole way. I, I was a bit apprehensive. I didn't know her at all going into Super League. And I, I think we saw that in the draft pick when I think she might have been one of the last two selected. And uh, she came on, but she was such a buzz, you know, such a, a really – you could just see the, the youngs, the youth in her, but her willingness to learn. And, you know, she surrounded herself on that team with – you know, you had Cassandra Bogran and, and Georgia Taylor-Brown, like two of the best in the business. And and she stuck to them. And Emma Jeffcoat really took the wings and sort of said, okay. And she really grew. And uh, I just think, yeah, I think the sky's the limit for her. She's got so – I saw her go from round to round, building confidence, yeah. enjoying the racing from from apprehension and nervousness in London to oh, to absolutely loving what she was doing, loving the circuit and and feeling like a real team player within out within within the – Bahrain victorious team. So yeah, without question, she's the she's the rookie of the year for me on the women's side. I guess that brings me to this team concept because there's it has its detractors. Everyone's like, what is this? What's the Scorpions? What's the thing? What's the point of it? Etc. There's there's a few, but on the inside, as we all are, we know how important it is. And I guess now we've got Hayden here. I mean, mate, you're part of the Sharks. That this is a team that got around each other, and I guess it's something that you don't necessarily have outside of mixed team relay, I suppose. What was your experience of the team's concept and is there anything that you'd like to change next year? Yeah, no, I think, well, it was, it's definitely, um, it's definitely, I think, I think a thing that should stay. Uh, I'm pretty sure the Sharks was trying Z anyway, as we had all the New Zealanders <laughs> in one team. So it kind of just felt like mixed team rally sort of stuff. But um, no, it was really cool, you know, like, you know, to seeing like, for example, for Beth, you know, she, she started, um, pretty pretty rocky and she knew that and she told that to the team and then she was pretty much out there just to try and get as many points for the team whether it was you know doing well over the overall standings or just like oh you know how much points am I behind Cassandra on the run is it possible for me to win it um, and all that sort of stuff so that was really cool and and then just like seeing like um, Kate Woff kind of 
slowly progressed throughout the series as well. Um, you know, she was getting better and better every race, which was really cool to see. And same with Nicole. Um, you know, she was a little bit nervous coming into the race racing because she was um, she's been a little bit injured. Um, and then yeah, just kept getting better and better. And then same with you know Taylor. You know, he was very kind of he wasn't really on last year as he had a, a, a gastro bug most most of the season. So for him to like you know be punching for a podium finish. Uh, but just kind of slipping it in neon was was incredible, and I think um, Chase was probably like team captain of, of the team because I'd I'd say he'd put the shark flag before his patriotic US flag because that man was like embedded in purple. Eye. He just loved oh. it. Like he would just like he would just get on the chat and he would just go like, "It's our it's our day, it's our team, let's go." <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> it, was so, it was so good so it was just like that team corotomy um, that was really nice um, and yeah I really enjoyed it and they kind of kept you kept the spunk up too so it was it was really cool to be amongst that kind of team atmosphere but I guess for, I guess for my rookie would be Jeanne as well mm. uh, like she was really good um, you know she was consistent and performed well and got some good points for the Rhinos Let's talk about the men's, I suppose, um, and I'll I'll stick with you. I mean, I was going to ask you about whether the team raced with each other, but like you know for each other. But then you were so far ahead of everybody. I just it's not it's not relevant. So I'm just going to just going to move on um, to Matty Hauser, who did it himself. He did it to himself, I guess, in the end, and he had some bad luck too, um, and and fell away. But it was it was a great head to head battle for a lot of time between the two of you uh, in terms of what what we were thinking was going to happen. Uh, he got a couple of wins too, so. I'm sure that you enjoyed racing against the Aussie, uh, even though in the end when it got to Neom, you didn't really have a lot of work to do in terms of securing the overall, but he took the race win. Yeah, no, I know that, you know, Matt is an extremely talented short course athlete. Like I'd say he's actually probably the best, like the amount of times he's saved Aussie uh, and put them back in contention of racing. Um, He was kind of, like for me coming into the whole series he was i know he was in form and everything was going really well from you know a great result in the com games to then hamburg um i know he was going to be extremely strong um and probably harder to beat than say like alex because he just has that extra leg um in the swim that alex and i just don't have so you know if i put 10 seconds into him on the run he'll probably catch it up in the swim um, but then he can also run extremely quick as well. So he was extremely tough to beat. And, um, you know, the times that we had good battles, it was it was awesome. Like, I, I loved getting pushed by, by Matty. And it just kind of it was just unfortunate that um, there was a couple, obviously, incidents that, that took him out of um, some good points. And um, But I just hope for next year that, you know, if Alex comes back into the fold and then Matt, you know, it's going to be some serious competition for a, to get onto the podium. So, um, yeah, I'm excited for next year already. And, yeah, just to see Matt kind of, you know, grow into the sport. You know, he started in Hamilton Island and, and now he's just like, you know, he's kind of grown with us through Super League. It's really cool to see him kind of doing so well after his, you know, I think it was, you know, probably four years ago where he got um, taken out by the car and kind of having that really good kind of recovery from that and then, yeah, kind of being back to where he was after winning, you know, under twenty three world titles and all that. It's good to see him back at the top. Well, we can we can ask Hayden about Matt, but now we can ask everyone else about Hayden. Um, I mean, Mackie, you remember when he was in that um, sprint finish with Mario Mola back when he was like, I was like, we were like, who is this kid? Like, where does this kid come from? And he's just so stoked to out sprint Mario for sixth place. It was in the end in Jersey, and that's when I was I, I sort of like stood up and paid attention to, to, and it seems like in a lot of ways, like Matt has been a guy whose career has paralleled Super League's growth and, and Hayden's been the same, Chris, and you would have seen that. Oh, without question. I've, I, I feel like you've grown up with this, Hayden. I've, I've got a fantastic photo of us from uh, from Malta where you were just a young kid, you know. I'm like, wow. And to see your progression has been amazing. But I, I think you've just seen that evolution of the next generation come through and Super League is always going to do that. And, yeah. you know, Hayden was always knocking on the door. Matt Hauser was always there. Alex Yee was always there. And, you know, we sort of, the day it was Richard Murray leading the charge, right? And and now Richard Murray's sort of aging out of that of that racing. And Vincent came; he hasn't he's been injured injured this year. And there was Henry Schumann. but it's definitely a new wave of talent. And 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 Hayden was leading that. And I think having done the series for so long and understanding the formats and understanding how to pace these races, how understanding how to I guess pace a series is is pretty important. And I just thought your maturity this year as a racer, Hayden, was was next level. It was incredible. It was well done. 
you know, coming up against. It was, like, uh, it was tough. It was, it was definitely tough at the. Yeah, yeah right. it, it was tough at the start of the at, at the start of every single round because you have like the real young guys like Dan and and Jamie just absolutely burying themselves, and it's like, man, I'm like a I'm like a diesel turbo. I need to I need to build into this stuff. Stop stop going hardcore on the first round. That's exactly what Mario <laughs> would have awesome. said when you did it to him five years ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey? who is this kid? No sprinting for this. What is this? I can't be dealing with that. Hey? <laughs> There'll be another one. A couple more years, Dan Dixon will be like, oh my god, I'm 24. There's these kids who are 19. <laughs> He'll be in the junior races or the fun run when we came back last time. What about you, Tim? It's been a, it's been a, you know what I've enjoyed so much, and we'll get to Annie where she can talk about Johnny Brownlee for six minutes in a minute. But it's nice seeing Australia versus New Zealand. I've enjoyed that specifically well, and it's, it, it was sad the way things shook out in the men's overall as opposed to the women's, where it was a little bit less incident packed, and we had that uh, battle. I think you create your own chances and and your your own luck in triathlon, and like. No, Hayden was hands down the best athlete, you know. And look, I, I'm, you know, Maddie's in the team. I, you know, I chat to him read a, a fair amount in the season. But when you're not making mistakes, you're bloody hard to beat. And Hayden's just so good. You know, you don't have to be. Was it? You've got to be consistently. You know, you got to don't. You don't have to be consistently good. You've got to be good at being consistent. And Hayden, you know, he turns up and he's performing. Whether he's slightly under the weather, he's still getting on the podium. You know. Um, there's a big swim thrown at him and he's still, he's, he's going, okay, that happened. How am I going to come back from that? And he's working it out as, you know, we're there in transition and the fluidity and the smoothness of it is is just second to none. And um, yeah, so, you know, I, I, yeah, sure. It was a shame that Maddie, you know, crashed in Malibu, but Hayden didn't crash, you know? Um, you know, and, and I think, you know, you've got to know where your limit is and you've got to walk it comfortably. If you know where your limit is and you're you're, you're dancing with it, Things are going to happen, and I think the pressure that Hayden put, made everyone else put under, you know, yeah, the cream rose to the top. So, yeah, no, I mean, that was one of the most dominant. It's the longest series we've had, and it's the most dominant athlete we've seen in Super League male history. Yes, Vince has won two for two, but there are only two races. You throw in a third or a fourth. But, you know, I, I, I just think, yeah, how Hayden raced and handled himself was just just absolutely massive. Oh, and with well, I wonder if Vince... athletes, he had it. I'm going to send this to Vince and I'm going to say, Tim Don said that Hayden Wild is the most dominant athlete in Super League history. Uh, Rick, Vince, paraphrase it. He basically said it was equivalent to two series. <laughs> oh, equivalent to two series of racing, so you're the same. Huh? Well, Vince, I'll, I'll tell you that. He messaged, Vince messaged me last night and he won't oh. use the word thanks, le- thanks legend he put in the message to me. Oh, okay. Oh, Vince no, is no, a but Vince, okay. saying that Vince is under no illusion how the game has moved on. He is, he is, yeah. you know. That's why he maybe he could have raced in neon. He was obviously, but he knows what it would have taken to beat those guys, you know. And he decided to wait until this week. Oh, He's under no illusion. We didn't need him. We oh, here we part. go. <laughs> uh, we, we got, him. we got the, deuce, we, we got, we got the, the jack in the pocket as well. Oh. God. Listen to this. Listen to this. Macca just throws these lines out that the Super League, like people who are writing the email, the website stuff, are like, "We didn't need him. That's all we need. We're going to put that. It's going to be an article right there." Cam Worth is a piece of shit. Okay, we're going to put Cam Worth as a piece of shit. That's all we need. We don't need any context. I'm personally read that. I'm like, I never said that. You said something outrageous, and then you wind it back over the course of the next two minutes. We don't need to worry about any of that. Um, Annie, your take on the on the on the top three battle? I mean, obviously, it was good to see Johnny launch himself up, just like Sophie did with the last race result, launch himself up onto the podium and, and control races too, which he did for a period of time there. But uh, it's been quite the battle between the Aussies and the Brits and the Kiwis over the course of the last eight weeks. Oh yeah, I mean, I always love watching Hayden race because I love to watch him on the bike because you know he can slightly cock up on the swim and it doesn't matter because he just seems to be totally invincible on the bike. You know, whatever happens, we've seen it. You know, across Super League, we've seen it um, across WTS. You know, and that's just great to see like how technically strong and just how physically strong you are on the bike and the run as well. And you're so focused, like outside of the racing you're such a cool guy like you know really enjoy getting to know you but when you're in it you're so in it and you're one of those athletes that stand on the start line and everyone knows that you've got a bloody good shot of winning and what a great place to be 
And she, no, she got, she's got a call coming in. Someone's got a returns so they're not happy with. She's back in the call centre. Right. You... Some really good stuff about you, Hayden. She dropped it. I know. <laughs> Did he come on? What happened? It says you've gone <laughs> offline. She's no, I'm what here. She was say, and she thinks she got lucky, Hayden, and you shouldn't have won the series. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, just wait for one Sorry, are you unhappy with your uh, with your current phone plan? Oh, sorry. No, no, I'm no, sorry. no, no, no. <laughs> Listen, if you want me to go back to How much data can you do for like... £10 a month? <laughs> I can do as much as you like. She needs a new internet system. I know that. <laughs> I don't know. It says you're offline, but we're going to pretend. I can still see you, so we're going to keep going, and hopefully you'll still be there. Um, which, which leads me to this point, right? The last time we did a short shoot show, Tim Don said some things about Hayden Wilde. And then Hayden Wild <laughs> sent me a text message and said, Tim Don's full of shit. So now you're Connor, both here. And he, and he, needs, he needs some help on the call. No, look, listen, I oh, love the well. All I was saying on the show is that is that Hayden is not one of the guys, and I and I I'm I was similar when I was at the top of my game, that he's gonna go and get go out with the boys and have a massive session. And I'm not saying they do that. And um, yeah, there was obviously beef between, you know, we saw the beef between um, Ryan and Hayden and it's great that they put it under. And all I said is I saw everyone come back from Five Guys Burger Place and then I saw MG get his hands on a load of them and Hayden wasn't there having beers. So I just said Hayden wasn't the kind of guy that would go out and have beers. But you know how we were talking, um, Will, 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 we were talking about... We were talking about those guys that just highlight, you know, Macca doesn't need this. You're turning into one of those, mate. Come on, where's the real yeah. journalism? That's called the media, Tim. Now you're learning. He's part of it. I'm Can you hear me as well? Am I back on? Yeah, Am I yeah, back on? Yeah, Is the cool here. lady back on the, the show? So, so Tim, oh, you're talking to Annie. Annie. It because... Okay, we'll, we'll run the show oh. then, Tim. Is, it, is Annie there? No, Annie, I, I, okay, I can see Annie and hear her, but no one else can. Is that what's wrong? I, I can see Annie, but I can't hear her. I can okay, see her. It's a shame, isn't it? Well, I, I can well, see I her voice see Annie, but I can see Annie, can yeah, you, can you log out? Can, term, you, yeah. can you go away and then come back? Rejoin? I can. Go, just okay. re, rejoin. Rejoin. <laughs> rejoin us. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Come on, off you go. You're still there. Off you go. Go away now. Okay, I'm going. Shut, shut the screen and then that, come back. Tim? Shut the screen and come you back. Lose all her stuff. Trap, Tim. Oh, Tim. Will, won't you lose all her? Yes, you will. All her recording. From no, fire. if she comes back in, we should continue to have it. Um, because <clears throat> she just dropped it offline, so I don't know what happened there. Anyway, just as I was starting to wind Hayden and, and Tim up too, what a sad time! <laughs> what a sad time for everyone. <coughs> so Tim's full of shit. I went out for a beer with the boys. What the fuck? Okay, she's back. Hey, Annie. Hi, hey. Annie. Hey. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Wait, can you hear me now? D- yes. Is that better? Yes. Yes. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm. Well, what I did want to point out with um, Tim being able to recognise that that Hayden was a bit antisocial is that I can vouch for the fact that Tim was very antisocial when we were racing together and on training camp. So maybe you're not alone. Maybe it was. Maybe it was. So was I. Man. I never went out. You, you never, Macca never I've, went I've out. Never, never had a I've never seen. I've never seen. I've seen Macca run I've over about ten, ten park cars. Uh, run over I, I about believe. ten park cars, and he put his foot through a bloody windscreen. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan yeah, Fisher. Uh, Ryan Fisher. That was came in the nineties. Oh, I have no <laughs> doubt. They had cars in the nineties. <laughs> no cameras back then. <laughs> Would have been banned for years now. Fish came up to me after Malibu and he's like, Oh, so I went out with Macca last night and then the bill came and I was like, I can't afford seven and a half thousand US dollars worth of champagne. <laughs> what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? I've won zero prize money this year. I've got no money. Uh, off to Mexico. <laughs> um all no, right. I think the, the 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 scorpions take that off the prize money. So 
of his prize money he won, it's like seven and a half goes back to team funds for Champagne. Is that right? That's so that's so good. That's so it's a, a, a something that's it's unique unique to the Scorpions. All goes in the body. All goes in the middle. Um, twenty twenty three, we move on. We have a new reigning champion that comes in and of course too. Sorry, Annie, yes. Oh here we go. Back to Johnny. <laughs> We haven't spoken about Johnny. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so? We spoke for you. Okay, I'm just going to – I mean, he was just brilliant. Okay, let's move on. Right, yeah. ready. Cool, cool. That's, that's good. Um, uh, 2023 is going to be bigger and better. We're going to have more events. We, don't, we haven't announced all of them yet. Um, I think – I hope we're going to go back to all the places. I mean, there's, there's, there's nowhere that I think that we shouldn't return to. Um, and then there's the Arena Games, which is coming up. And I'm going to, Hayden, are you going to come to the Arena Games and defend your title of championship winner? Come on, mate. Um, well, I'm in Europe, so I'll come to London. Oh, you're going to race London? Well, you, it's going to nah, be next year early. You can't, you can't, I don't think you can race London. Oh, why you not? Do, you, uh, I've got to Switzerland. Yeah, you've got to go to Switzerland. You got to, you, what I are think, they? I think London's the grand final, and you've got to do at least one other to, to get mm. a start there, I think. All uh, right. If anyone knows the uh, rules, it's Tim. <laughs> it's Tim. <laughs> but there is another one in Europe. There's, a new, there's one in, outside to Europe to come to there. That's even closer. Yeah, and, um, and um, Montreal as well, hey? Yeah. So it seems. So it seems the full schedule will be released in due course of both the Championship Series and the Arena Games, but safe to say it's going to be our biggest season yet. It's only season five next year. I feel like we've been going for years and years and years, but that's what COVID will do to you. Um, so check SuperLeagueTriathlon.com for all of that. Quickly, let's touch on the WTCS race in Bermuda, uh, starting with the women's. It was absolutely the Dame Flora Duffy show. Set up a brilliant face-off with Georgia Taylor-Brown and Abu Dhabi in a few weeks. Macro, I know you watched the whole thing. Uh, what did you think of Flora's performance? Doing the job in front of her home fans. Every single one of them was there for her and no one else. Off the 70.3 World Championships the, the, the week prior, like, I thought she was magnificent. But Maya Kinmer was there helping drive drive everything. I thought, I thought the women's race was remarkable. And Flora Duffy, you were never going to beat her. Ever when you got the hill named after you, you weren't beating her. She was on in the zone, looked magnificent, swim, bike, and run. Amazing. So race. there's a hill there that's named after her. Is that right? They call Corkscrew Hill, and then it's they not called it the floor. They should call it the Duffy Hill, so that we can say that you know they're going up the Duff, which means in in Australia means getting pregnant. Oh I just think, why? Just you know. I just think it's an opportunity lost. It's, and it's a proper, it's a solid climb. It's a, it's a good climb. Yeah, it is. Yeah, solid climb. The most impressive thing yeah. was is Flora Duffy got the quickest run of the day. She ran quicker than Beth Potter. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? That is. Yeah. Yeah. That is mad. Yeah, it's like she just, she just became another animal. There, it was like, it, it's, it takes something else to outride Taylor Nib as well currently. Oh, big time. Yeah, yeah. Big time. Like she put, she did six minutes into in the seventy point three, and then so Tegliari, she, she rode away from everyone and yeah. took five other athletes. Oh, when, so, yeah. when Taylor near passed, when Taylor near passed Lucy Charles Barclay, it looked embarrassing for Lucy Charles how fast she was repassed at the start yeah. of that seventy point three bike, and she's a machine on the bike. Annie, what did you think of the women's race? So it was interesting watch, watching Flora go. I mean, she knew what she had to do. And oh, God, that's so impressive in itself. Just, you know, even if she hadn't felt good, I mean, she'd only raced to 70.3 a week before. She didn't look as smooth on the bike because she looked like she was absolutely attacking the bike. I don't know if anyone else saw that. Normally she's kind of quite, you know, rigid on the bike. and But she was literally kind of pumping the bike all the way. And then obviously she was joined by Maya Kingmer. And she said in her um, interview after the race that Maya kind of did help her massively she didn't want to go it all alone but as tim said having the fastest run of the day on that course you know after that bike fastest not swim fast as well run course either fastest mm. swim it's just exceptional i have to say i didn't call that one i really didn't i mean i know that, that you're going to get lifted on home soil with everyone there chanting your name but i, I was a bit surprised because it was just incredible how she delivered the, you know yeah. the performance that she did well, she did it, and, and now we now we look forward to Abu Dhabi, where it's basically a showdown between the two of them. Has anyone got any predictions for that? Hayden, who wins the who wins the women's overall title? I mean, obviously you're going to win the men's, and so we'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, who wins the women's? Uh, it's it's tough because like um, they're they're both in they're both in team specialized, so 
it's like I understand. I understand what to do. They're both my teammates <laughs> oh, in a way, God. so it's uh, it's it, it's hard. Um, but being a being a flat course, um, <laughs> I think potentially, and I think being a flat course, I potentially think Flora might have a, a little bit of an edge. Um, it all depends how the sim goes. I think um, if they can obviously, if Flora can get into that breakaway, um, if not, I'd say you know Georgia will really work that pack and. And you know, get athletes like Taylor Spivey to join. Um, but it could Stand be to extremely the rug, interesting. Isn't it? Stand to the run between yeah. those two, I reckon. Is and it, whoever is it can handle head? the heat here as well. Um, the heat here is, I think, a lot of people are going to underestimate it. Um, you know, I've been here for a week, and I can comfortably say that it's going to take me probably another couple more weeks to get used to it. Um, it's different, eh? Hey? Like, it, it's not like Tokyo. It's just different. It's weird. And it's an Olympic it's distance. Well, last normally Abu Dhabi is a sprint. Yeah, I, I think, think I think the heat you, is a big factor. It won't surprise me if someone dies. <laughs> wow! <laughs> <laughs> right, oh, that's no. the, that's the third headline we can take <laughs> out of this. <laughs> I feel I feel sorry for the ladies because they I've been training it like I've well I've been trying to avoid the time that they're racing. And they're between one to three, and then we're three to five. And literally from three to five is like the hottest part of the day in the Middle East. It's uh, it's going to be, and it's very windy time as well. So the wind will be up. It's it's quite interesting. Like um, you know, when you're when you're riding or running, you know, you've got that headwind. It's like oh, this actually feels great. It's very pleasant. And you turn around, and then you just feel like you're stuck in a sauna because you just got the wind on your back, and your heart rate increases. And it's just like uh, it's just kind of like. You use the effort to go into the headwind, and then your heart rate still climbs because you've got no wind to cool you down. So it's um, going to be very interesting. I've never run fast enough to have wind on my face. It's almost always still when I run. <laughs> it's always but still. You can um, you can walk on your hands. That's true. You can walk Not on fast hands enough. Very well. Yeah. Very Not impressive. fast enough for wind on my face though. Not Will that McCoy, fast. Crossfitter. Yeah. That's Hayden, it. does the um, the race in Abu Dhabi have any significance for the Kiwis in terms of Olympic selection or getting a start in Tokyo? Because I know for some of the other nations, if they do certain things, they're guaranteed starts in races next year and so forth. Or nah, so for us, we're very in, in, in a sense similar to the UK. Uh, we're going to have two podiums um, in a World Series and also podium on the Test event um, to get into the um, to qualify for the Olympics. So. I've only I've only done the fifty percent, um, so worlds doesn't matter. I have if I don't podium in a test event, it's um you know, it's have to yeah I've just have to wait until the team selected. So yeah, ours is pretty pretty average, but you know it's the Olympic Games. You know it's got you have to be it's gonna be hard to qualify. You know so um, yeah, it's just one of those things. But I know I know there's a lot of a lot of countries that like if you get like a top five, you know that's like partially like B criteria or something like that. I look forward to watching you and Taylor Reid turn on each other after both being part of the Sharks. <laughs> a frenzy in the water. Yeah. Where's your teammate now? Just give him one of these ones on the way past. Uh, so Vincent Lewis no, then is going to come in and go, hey, guys, don't worry, man. Come on, guys. Sharks. <laughs> guys, relax. Sharks. Teammates, man. Come on. Don't worry about your acclimatate, your acclimatate to the conditions. Acclimatate. <laughs> he actually came out at the last – at Cagliari – Chase came out, did this one on his way out. And I, he did. He, he did. <laughs> he was like, Mate, I told you. He did it. Good he lad. did the Sharks thing in the WTCS race. I was like, respect. <laughs> Huge respect. That guy absolutely loves it. Um, so, Vincent Lewis is back. Just, just two years after he won a race um, and then first podium in a year as well. He's obviously had a terrible year with injury and all sorts of stuff going on. Uh, and then he came back and he did it with, and he did it with a plum, with a, a really well executed race. Uh, uh, Maka, you, I mean, obviously he, you've got a lot to do with him. He, he's part of the Bahrain team, he's part of the Phoenix team. You know, it's good to see him back on top after everything that's happened to him. Oh, look, I think the big, it, it's great to see him back on top. But I think the big thing is coming back from an injury. You always second guess it, right? It's always a, a very, very difficult thing to do. You know, you feel a little twinge in those warm up runs. You go, oh, you know. So I think that was a that was a big plus for him. But you know, it was. When Vince is on, he's remarkable. He sets it up with a big swim. He did that again, and his run is good, and he's becoming such an aggressive front racer. I think because of what's happening with the Hayden Wilds and the Fitz and Blumenfelds and that power that is just off the back of that front group, it's forcing these front athletes to have to be a lot more aggressive to hold that 
power off because that bike power that comes can also run. So I think we saw that with Vince and it was just wonderful to see him back up there. Abu Dhabi is going to be a much different game than that. I think there was a lot of talent missing, even though Alex was there. There was a lot of athletes there that were going in a little bit tired, a little bit under overdone, and Hayden wasn't there. So I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to Abu Dhabi and, and seeing the big showdown with Hayden, Alex, and, and, and Vince back. Yeah, obviously, you know, that, yeah, as, as Hayden said at the start, there are a few people that came in a little bit dusty because of all the racing, and Vince obviously didn't have that problem. But, Annie, you know, I, I mean... I mean, you're a big Vince fan. You've probably gone off him a bit now that we've all agreed that he's the second most dominant Super League athlete in history <laughs> after Hayden, but still very good I to see him. I did not say that. Tim just keeps smashing people on this show, doesn't he? Hurry, <laughs> <laughs> everyone. You'll be next, Will. <laughs> no, I was first, I think. <laughs> but... um. I think I think I'm with I'm with Macker on that coming back from an injury and second guessing and it just seems ridiculous because one day he was 28 and then all of a sudden he's 33 and he's kind of one of the old dudes racing which is which is crazy but you saw or we all saw the interview afterwards I mean that was emotional for Vince he's not normally that emotional I think you're right I think Abu Dhabi will be different but I also think what we will see was like watching his swim how incredibly dominant he was in the swim that you know that's what's going to happen isn't it Hayden I guess you you can't discount this there's going to be a fairly substantial sort of break in the swim um and he'll take a few with him but I think we've also got to mention the the two Spaniards performances and Mm. Antonio Serrat what a run that was I mean it was something else you know Vince was wasn't the fastest run by far but it was a different race for him but what Antonio did from running from the second pack behind was the fastest run of the day it's just incredible, actually. And it's funny how the changing of the guards in the Spaniards, there's no Mola anymore, there's no Javier, there's no, uh, uh, oh, what's it called? Uh, Laza, Fernando Laza. There's new Mola Spaniards was there. there. Mola was there. Yeah, he was, but he did it, but he's, yeah, but he he, he didn't finish, yeah, did no. he? Did Comment, he the commentary it? would have mentioned him no, six no. times, though. 100%. No, he didn't yeah. finish, unfortunately. But, um, yeah. but I think uh, it's going to be interesting watching these Spaniards coming through. But again, they were quite down on the swim. And I think it will be, I think Abu Dhabi will be different. Yeah, they were 28th and 34th. Oh, 6th and 9th. Christian. 6th and 9th. But Christian ran with Alex G, man. Like, you look at the yeah, run. They yeah. went, like I'm but sitting Alex didn't in... have the fastest run either, did he? I didn't have the fastest run. But man, he's done an Ironman four weeks ago. He just did the half last weekend. Like, Man, does this guy ever fatigue, man? Like, I mean, he's also he, carrying he the first quickest run. Kilos. Yeah, he yeah, got the fifth like, quickest mate. run. Yeah, but that's such Christian equipment. That's it. That, yeah, it's yeah. Christian. <laughs> um, his extra, it's like he's got a patch here, one here, one under his hair that you can't see. He's got something there. He doesn't even think. His, his coach just says, run harder, and he just does it. He doesn't, <laughs> I don't know if he's got all the technology on it. And then his, his post like, afterwards, oh, too, his post was like, sixth, wasn't what I came for. Yeah. Disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Let everyone else have it. For God's sake. Like, no. you, can't, you can't say, oh, he had a few beers and did it because he doesn't know what beer yeah. is. No. <laughs> no. 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 But I know I know there were tired athletes there, but Hayden, were you surprised that that, you know, with the firepower, I mean, they looked like they were working that second group. Were you surprised they didn't bridge up? Often it blooms out for two minutes, 90 seconds, <clears> and then it, they switch off. But they were just holding, holding. And I thought, it's inevitable. They are going to catch. So well done to the lead group. But were you surprised that they didn't get caught? Yeah, oh, Trevor Trevor said it perfectly. He was like, wherever Hayden is, he is cheering on that chase group, to, uh, that um, that front group to get away from the chases. But um, yeah, it was, I was very surprised. You know, I think it was the fifth lap uh, when Christian and Gustav really started packing the power down on the flats. But I think there was just so the the work ethic that the front group had was just seamless. Like they were taking their turns. There were some relatively strong riders in there. You know, you had Vasco who had an incredible swim that set him up well in that group and worked well for Vince. Um, and then obviously Vince being a bit of the older boy, you know, I think he would have been <clears throat> he would have been talking to all those guys and barking them up to really work hard. And all those guys worked extremely hard. And, and, you know, when they second lap, you know, they put the 40 seconds on, but then it came back down to 32. And then I think the last few laps, that chase group was probably looking around a bit too much. Um, but it was it was an extremely interesting race. So I've never been on the edge of my seat for as long as, as, as that. It was kind of, you just didn't, you're like, oh, 
you know, the, the chase groups made it made a move, but then they kind of stopped making the move and they went back up to 40 seconds. And that was, ex- yeah, it was extremely interesting. But the way also how Vince, you know, how he ran, you know, he he was pretty much on level par on the run with the boys until the third lap. And then he probably started fading on the last lap. But uh, I know, um, you know, Serge, uh, Sergio and those boys um, and, and Saraf as well. Saraf's an extremely good runner. Um, he normally burns a lot of biscuits on the bike, um, but to to see him run, you know, really strong. He normally gets to about six k then fades, but he held it together this time and looked really good out there. But um, I guess yeah, for what that meant for me was it was more so, you know, if Alex won the race, that means I'd have to try and put someone in between us. But now it's just whoever crosses the line wins, which I think makes it a little bit more exciting as well. So I don't have to, you know, try and take some with me up the road if I had to and try and put someone in between us. It's just whoever crossed the line first is, is taking home the world title. So I think that makes it an extremely exciting race. And obviously having the Norwegians back, you know, another two and a half weeks, everyone will be kind of freshening up a little bit more. It's going to be a very dialed race, I think. How are you feeling about it? Because it's, it's you know, you're 118 points different, which apparently is not that much because you're all on like 4,000 points. It's a crazy point system. I don't understand it at all. Um, but you must be feeling pretty good. Obviously, you're, you're focusing on this one. Alex, Alex's route here was different in terms of what he decided to do in terms of his races, but you must feel good about being able to go and do the job at Super League and give yourself a nice long lead up to this one. You must have felt like you planned it well and will arrive there on the day with what you need to, to do the job if you're going to do it. Yeah, like I think, you know, I can, I've had the best preparation I can possibly have leading into this race. And if the next few weeks go really well, you know, I, I can confidently say that I'll be in, in good shape. But, you know, racing's a whole different story. Um, I've been racing Olympic distance since Yokohama, which is also a, a little bit of a unknown. Um, but I know I race well in Yokohama. So hopefully I can bring that form over but it's um yeah it's going to be extremely uh different to obviously super league racing so i just have to kind of mentally kind of think of that and yeah it's just nice to know as an athlete that if, if every if the whole plan kind of went ahead leading into the race um you know there's going to be no excuses um you just hope hopefully you just don't cock it up on the day and, and try and bring it home but yeah like if if it's not alex and i who's got to um be out the front you know you've got leo extremely close by you know he can easily take the win as well um and if, if us three don't make the group and we have shocking days yellow could swoop and get and take the win as well so there's so many variables and so many people that can still win so like the result didn't matter too much in bermuda like it didn't it's it was always going to be like whoever whoever you know races better in bermuda, uh, and abu dhabi is, is going to win the win the world title so it's going to be a, a very interesting race and it's going to be probably you're one of the most exciting ones because there's, you know, so many races inside the race. It's going to be cool. So does everyone else agree that Alex E will probably win? I can't, <laughs> I can't see Alex lose. <laughs> <laughs> no, can't see no, Alex winning. I think Alex will be. I, I think Alex will be scratching his head a little bit. Yeah. I mean, yep. Yeah. He, he didn't. He didn't win. Which is, but when a group goes up the road, you, you, you then want to get the fastest run. And he didn't get the quickest run, and he wasn't in like the kind of level we're talking at, he wasn't that close. I mean, it was a, well, like 16, 17 seconds. That's daylight. You know, he didn't transition. He fumbled. He was one of the last, the last in and last out. You, yeah. You know, I haven't um, to him. I, think, I just well. hope he doesn't, I just hope he doesn't go and change everything, you know, you know, knee jerk reaction from that. And it is the yeah, showdown that we want. Yeah, it's rusty more than, more than changing anything. I think he'll, he'll, he just did those little things wrong. He was, he was clumsy and, and positioned wrong. And, yeah, as you said, that transition off the bike was horrific. Like, I like, really, like, it was, yeah, anyway. I've got you back. He was positioned. You're my world champion, Hayden. <laughs> he, was, he was extremely, he was extremely well positioned throughout the whole bike. Um, but then I think there was probably a bit of congestion leading up the last time up Corkscrew Hill. Um, and I think Christian looked back and, and realized that Alex wasn't on his wheel at that point. He was kind of just a further, a further, further out the back. And then Gustav and Christian just floored it, and then it just pretty much strung. And then you know Alex couldn't do much in, to get into a good position to transition, I think. And obviously being um, seated number two in that race, his rack is all the way on the other side, so he had to kind of zigzag through people. And yeah. 
and that and that's also you know you're trying to get through as fast as possible and you're a bit flustered as well so that's probably a potential catalyst of not having the best t2 like he's normally like he's normally one of the quickest in t and t2 easily um so just those little things um and i think you know everyone from super league as as tim said you know like um yeah we've just been tr- practicing transitions for the last eight weeks so um, I think a lot of the Super League athletes were out, out super quick and, and they weren't too flustered to get out there and get it. Well, we had three races worth of transitions in Neon Malone. So it's those little one percenters that, that make a big difference. Um, I think, you know what, we've cracked past the hour mark, which is new territory for us. So we should probably wrap it up. Uh, Annie left us and came back. So she's only done 45 minutes. So she'll get three quarter pay for this one. Thanks so much for joining us anyway. And, and Falcon, thanks to you as well. Are you there by yourself, mate? Are you bachelorizing for the next two and a half weeks or... You be better half there too. Yeah, I'm. I'm no, I'm bachelorizing. She's doing Clash Daytona. She's getting on the TT bike, and she's got to go back home. Ooh. She's got to go back home studying as well. So she she wasn't she couldn't come because she had exams. I but, would um, love to be just in here. So, but I, I have friends here. I have friends here. I've got some. It's actually it's actually really funny. I'm I like doing some things with the um some of the Abu Dhabi Tri Club and some of their national like athletes, and then it's like. Absolutely frothing just to come for a training session. You know, I got I got them in the pool and I was like, oh, you guys want to like do some pacing for me? And like, you know, they're not the they're not the best swimmers, but they chuck their fins on, they chuck their pedals on, and they were just oh. absolutely killing themselves to try and pace me. I was like, this is great, <laughs> loving it. They're brave. They are brave. How, how was the ten k? How was the ten k yesterday? Oh, it was good fun, eh? Um, I had like an eight k tempo, so uh, I'm doing some collaborations with the. Um, kind of like um, Abu Dhabi Sports um, Council. So they got me the entry and um, it was, I, the reason why I really wanted to do it was because, um, well, um, it was on the race course. So it gave me a good opportunity to actually get over the race course and have a look at what it looks like. So that was really the only reason why, but I just had a run session, 8K tempo and then just jog, jogged in. So well, it was good fun, but yeah, it's currently really humid here. So um, that's also another factor. Uh, I was sweating bullets, so. No stone unturned for the Falcon going into Abu Dhabi. We'll do another show before that or maybe after that. I don't know. You love that quote, don't you? No stone unturned. (laughs) Do I say that a lot? Yeah. Is that something I say a lot? You know people keep keep telling me. I don't know. I don't know know what I say. I'm not transcribing myself. I just let it flow. Jeez. All right. Looking forward to Alex Yee winning the world title in two and a half weeks' time. And falling to a disappointing fourth. That wraps us up on the Short Shoot Show. Tim Don, thank you very much. Annie Emerson, thank you very much. Maka, thank you very much for joining us once again. And Hayden Wild, you were here too. <laughs> ah, thanks, mate. No, I really appreciate you taking the time in the middle of uh, a training day like they all are. And um, congratulations once again on what was an incredible season for you. Uh, we all really appreciated watching you over the last eight weeks or so. Go about it and uh, and do the job. So well done. Cheers, Tim. All right, that wraps us up. All the information uh, for what's coming up and plenty of stuff in the wrap-up as well still to be released on superleaguetriathlon.com. Don't miss it. We'll be back.